0: university of hong kong researchers stunned the world in september with their global ant census data estimating that there are about 20 quadrillion ants roaming the earth that's about 2.5 million ants per person it's already known that ants play a key role in the ecosystem aerating and enriching soil transporting plant seeds and recycling waste but what if ants could improve the way we engineer our human world can the complex way ants net, ant networks teach us to design more efficient cities or drive more safe driverless cars? For example, these are the sorts of questions that Dr. Tanya Latty, an entomologist and associate professor at the University of Sydney, has been investigating for the past 14 years. And I'm very pleased to welcome Dr. Latty to Sunday Extra now. G'day, Tanya. Hello. Thanks very Thanks for much. Me. for me. Yeah, it's a great pleasure to have you. Um, uh, can I start by asking you, were you surprised by the findings of the ant census?
1: <laughs> I don't think any entomologist on the planet was surprised by that finding. I mean, we've always known that there are a lot of ants. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find a human on the planet who hasn't interacted with ants in some way. They are pretty much everywhere. Yes. Um, what this study did was put a number on it. So we can stop just saying, like, "Eh, uh, there's a lot of them. Now we can say how many there are, which is great.
0: (laughs) 20 quadrillion. Uh, And apparently that's a conservative estimate.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's almost certainly an underestimate. Um, I mean, really, ants are everywhere, and they're so understudied. I mean... You know, there are a fair few ant biologists, but compared to how many species there are and just how important they are to the ecosystem, we really don't know that much about ants.
0: Yeah, although not understudied by you, Tanya. And um, I'd like to hear a little bit about more your research in, into ants. Um, apparently, millions of ants living together in the same uh, colony exhibit. Is it stigmergy? Um, mm. What is stigmergy and how does it work?
1: Yeah, so stigmergy is this phenomenon where the activities of an agent, so an individual, Um, leave a trace in the environment that then influences the behavior of other individuals. And that sounds really simple, but it can actually be the foundation of really complicated behaviors. So if you imagine an ant, your average trail laying ant, if she finds food, what she does is she taps her abdomen on the ground, leaving this tiny droplet of an attractive chemical called a pheromone other ants are attracted to that pheromone. They're more likely to follow a trail of pheromone than they are to wander in a place without pheromone. And so an ant, and the second ant finds that food, She reinforces the trail by leaving pheromones of her own, and now the trail is a little bit stronger. And what's really important here is that ants are more likely to follow more concentrated trails than less concentrated trails. So over time, that trail starts attracting more ants who reinforce it, which attracts more ants, which reinforces it, and it causes this snowballing system. And so if you're an ant, an individual ant, you may only know the location of one food source. But the colony has trails to a whole bunch of different food sources. And the strength of those trails will depend on the concentration of the food source. And Mm. so the colony knows the location and quality of many food sources, even if the individual members of the colony know very little. So you can get these pretty interesting behaviors emerge from the idea of stigmergy.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a swarm intelligence. Mm -hmm. Um, I gather, Tanya, that you started out studying Argentine Ants. And I'm not sure if we've got any Argentine ants listening, but I gather that your, your findings were not very complimentary.
1: <laughs> I mean, I love Argentine ants. Good, I okay, guess. good to clarify
0: that. Some some of your best friends are Argentine ants.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's a tricky, it's a funny relationship because they are also an invasive species. Yeah. So they're quite nasty for other ants in the environment because they tend to take over. Weirdly enough, in the last five years or so, we went from having one enormous Argentine ant super colony that pretty much went all the way down the East Coast as one enormous colony to having almost no Argentine ants. And no one really knows where they've gone, uh, which is kind of exciting. The same thing has happened in New Zealand. They've had this big population crash. Um, But my interest in Argentine ants wasn't so much about um, their interactions with other ants. But instead, it was about how they were able to solve problems as a group, because Argentine ants form these massive super colonies that can stretch over 6,000 kilometers in the biggest instance and can contain millions upon millions of ants, multiple queens and multiple nests that are all connected up into this sort of mega network. Um... I wanted to know whether the ants were able to build those networks in a smart way. And that's especially interesting for Argentine ants, because as much as I love them, individual Argentine ants are really, really not smart. Like, really not smart. I mean, if you take an individual Argentine ant. Oh, even by ant standards. Some ants are pretty clever. Argentine ants, not so much. (laughs) You know, if you take an individual Argentine ant and put her you know, in the, by herself, she'll just pretty much walk in circles. They're almost like neurons in a brain. Um, an individual neuron can't really do very much. And if you were to examine a neuron on its own, you'd be like, well, this is nothing special. There's nothing cool about this. But then you put billions of them together. And you get, you know, brains and humans and all the amazing things that we can do. So you can't really study Argentinians in as individuals, you need to study
0: them as part of the colony. So you have a collective love for the Argentine (laughs) uh, ant. Fair fair enough too. All right, well, look, let's move to the big question, uh, Tanya, and I'm pretty sure that Elon Musk is a regular listener of uh, Sunday Extra, (laughs) so I'm sure uh, he's keen to know as well, but can studying ant behaviour improve driverless cars?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think one of the things social insects like Argentine ants do very well is pass information between themselves very, very quickly, despite the fact that Each individual itself is not very clever, and that's a really neat behavior. But I mean, we're starting to see similar things happening in our own systems where we have lots of information. We're able to pass it very quickly between individuals. The problem that we have is that it's also very easy to pass misinformation through our networks. And so someone just needs to tweet something ridiculous. It spreads everywhere. People start behaving in funny ways and we have problems. Argentine ants, you would think, would have the same problem. You know, if an Argentine ant makes a mistake and spreads the wrong information, it should spread to the network mm. and cause problems, but it doesn't. <laughs> Argentine ants seem to have mechanisms, um, as do other species of ant, to prevent that sort of misinformation cascade. And so with driverless cars, some of the navigation systems being considered involve driverless cars communicating with one another. So if my car is slowing down because of traffic, It can tell the other cars in the network, oh, don't go this way, there's a lot of traffic, and that can, over the network, um, allow everybody to get to where they want to go faster. But I think those types of systems are also really susceptible to misinformation. Yes, so they need the
0: Argentine ant trick, whatever that is.
1: (laughs) That's right. We need to know how the ants are preventing that from happening so we don't have the same problems happening in our systems.
0: Fascinating stuff. Well, um, look, it's it, it's been a great pleasure speaking with you, Tanya. Um, uh, do, do you think that human networks will actually essentially get more ant-like?
1: I think human networks are already more ant-like. You're right. <laughs> We've already reached the point where lots of our different infrastructure systems are all networked together. They're all, all working in a way that no particular individual is really controlling because they're all these little bits talking to one another. So, yeah, we're definitely getting yeah. more ant-like, and that's why I think... Studying that tremendous diversity of ants that we have on the planet is, you know, it's a great gift to us. There's Absolutely. lots of potential solutions there if we just totally. take the time to look.
0: Well, I'm i am sold. So keep studying them, Tanya Laddie. Thank <laughs> you so much for speaking with us on Sunday Extra this morning.
1: No problem. Have a
0: good one. You too. That's Dr. Tanya Laddie, uh, entomologist and associate professor at the University of Sydney. Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy.